I'm I'm with I'm with starting to call. I'm I'm very with not saying brother anymore because it annoys it really do, people don't like it. I mean my my friends don't <laughs> mind it, but I tell you, like I, I would say some people don't mind it. Some people find it charming. A lot of fighty guys in the pub are like, I'm not your fucking brother. I got blame, bro. Uh, yeah, 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 I know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. and I mean, man, if point. anything, you want to be able to annoy your friends. Yeah, and, like kind of slide by fighty guys. You want to placate the pub fighty guys. Yeah, um, uh, you know. I mean, I I think I bother those people anyway because I'm always stealing their girls. Oh, of course. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Straight up, you know. That's why they call me the Pittsburgh Stealer. <laughs> <laughs> And because I was uh, caught shoplifting a couple of times in Pittsburgh, but that's beside the but point. That is way besides the point. That yeah, and, the... If you, and if you think that that's the point, you're here. I don't even want to. Discuss I've got to tell you, you're only you're only at Mayor Square. You're only at Mayor Square. You haven't even reached the point. Okay. <laughs> Those of us who know our red line, Lewis stops there, cackling subtly. Somewhat. <laughs> I started feeling a bit sorry for Alex Jones there, um, because uh, I watched it. I watched his interview with Kanye. Well, not all of it. It's three hours long. Obviously, I didn't watch all of it. You watched the bit where he's like, "I don't know about that, Kanye." We all stop this. Yeah, but there's loads of like It starts off. He's like so happy to have Kanye there, but Kanye has decided he has to wear a mask. And he comes up with some explanation for it. And Alex Jones just goes, yeah, well, Hollywood is using image rights to control people. You're right about that. Yeah. Uh, so, and, <laughs> and that's as good as it gets. And from then on, it's like, well, I, I don't personally like Hitler, but I see what you're saying. Yeah. What you're saying is uh, they're uh, using the hormones to turn the trans children. It's like, no, I'm saying I like Hitler. <laughs> what he did to be positive. <laughs> it's like all right. the problem is, although Kanye has lost his mind, he has not lost his eloquence. So he still sounds like you know Kanye. So he's still like when drunk Uncle Larry goes off on these rants, he's drunk and he's Uncle Larry. So he's like, yeah, yeah. I was just saying Israel, and when I got Hitler, and everyone can kind of see that he's drunk Uncle Larry, but Kanye. He's just missing a few gears. He can still speak properly. So it's like, yeah, he said that. Yeah, yeah. He, 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 he says what he means, and he means what he says. Damn. Yeah, Peru. <laughs> he did do he did do one one bit of uh, one bit of frankly it, it, uh, inexcusably excellent comedy when he pulled out a little fishing net and a bottle of Yoo-Hoo and said it was Benjamin Netanyahu. And he started <laughs> talking to it like it was the Prime Minister of Israel. Uh, Wait, what? Yeah, he, he is, brought out I, his, like he, that. That does seem like something you would do. I, right? <laughs> I, had to, I had to do a double take. I was like, "Is he chomping my flavor?" What's that? <laughs> Kanye is chomping your flavor, but only as it relates to prop in prop versions of Israeli prime minister. Yeah, because obviously I'm <laughs> I'm st a staunch defender of Israel and every action they've ever taken. Um, I think they're, I think they're, they're justified in, it. and if you don't, you didn't we all agree they were perfect? I think we all agreed they were perfect. Uh, it, 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 incidentally, uh, the Vinyl Countdown is brought to you by the State of Israel. Uh, <laughs> Visit Tel Aviv. It's a two-minute walk from the. <laughs> 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 
Yeah, those expansionist policies have really <laughs> taken off. Uh, you know, it turned out, it turned out that, but it turned out we had nothing to worry about, um, as it turned out. Um, certainly that's what we're being paid to say. At the moment, it's the final countdown. Two minute Hello, walks everyone. from the Tel Aviv Lewis. Um, I don't really know how to fit this into an intro. Not even fully sure how to phrase it as a joke. Um, is it better to just say it? Okay. For you stole Trevelyan's corn and you saw it again in the morn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Very good. Michael, there's a prison ship waiting in the bay. Michael, I, I know you've already eaten it. But if you shit it out and give it back to Trevelyan now, <laughs> there may be no need to go to Australia. <laughs> okay, guys, guys, guys. Idea. <laughs> okay, it, we we do metal versions mm. of rebel songs. Yeah. And our band name is Trevelyan's Corn, and it's K O R S. Excellent. It was a backwards R, wasn't it? In corn, it was. Yeah, it wasn't. I thought I was... it was a backwards K, but it's a backwards R. You're right. Like yeah. in Toys R Us. That's true. <laughs> Satanic messages so are everywhere. We'd actually so we'd turn the the or in Trevelyan around as well. Yeah, yeah, Just yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like Michael, you are falling away from me. Um, uh, oh baby, let those free birds fly. But something to do with freak on a leash. I don't know. I can figure this yeah. out. I, we don't, I, I think we need a week to workshop this and then never do anything about it. Oh <laughs> yeah, that's what we need. That's what that's what it'll be, and that's what we need. Absolutely. Um, on this episode of the Fine Art Countdown, joining us this week as always, Gavin Carberry and Jack Toner. It is always us, isn't it? Isn't it though? <laughs> yeah. What is this? Pretty much always us. Well. Uh, what they said to do was to whittle down your podcast to your friends or the only people who will still talk to you. And well, here I have you. You know. Well, there so, we are. Yeah. <laughs> I gathered together everyone who'll still speak to me, and you're both here. So that's good. <laughs> um, and they said to talk about what you know, which is why we've been talking about nothing. Um, <laughs> but we are we are dedicated to your podcast. Um, once described by the O'Hara's magazine as the most alternative beer podcast around. <laughs> I forgot about that backhanded. Not most, even a compliment. No. <laughs> most alternative. We were their podcast of the month and that was the nicest thing. They did 20 takes and that was the nicest one. <laughs> thing to say about us. Very good. Uh, I think there was a time like when the beer community thought, yeah, okay, hate that, but we can bring them inside the tent and perhaps, <laughs> perhaps steer them, you know, in a direction that isn't what this is, you know, um, but um, they couldn't. Um, they couldn't and we refused. Well, we didn't want them to. And I, it must have been like all of those... Uh, what was the guy who was a Hindenburg, who was the president of, of Germany, where he's like, this Hitler guy's a real shit heel. But maybe if we make him chancellor, I can steer him towards being sound. <laughs> and of course, that looks ridiculous looking back and should have looked ridiculous at the time, because it wasn't like Hitler was like dog whistling. He was whistling. He was whistling, <laughs> whistling. Yeah, yeah. It, it was at a frequency we could all fucking hear. 
He was like, yeah, I tried to take over the government by force uh, and I've learned my lesson. I will now do it a different way. I'm still going to take over, by the way. Like, <laughs> he didn't, you know, like, yeah, we're going to have to do it with elections and then force. That's the real key. Uh, but we're all drinking fancy, fancy beers. Gavin, what is in your goblet? Uh, this, uh, I went down to my local Mace, where they have a sign outside that said 250 World and Craft beers. Hmm. This hmm. Mace is a fucking treasure trove really? of beers. Like, they've got Sri Lanka Lamarzen. They've got every Irish brewery you can think of. Like, this is just some random... And I will say the front of the mace is truly rank. Is like it mace, it's one of those like, around one? Yeah. Yeah, they're they're famous among like five people. The, 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 for being very good for craft beer. Mace Circular Road. Yeah, they're they're yeah, they're amazing for craft beer. And like the front of the shop does need mace to do some quality control on it. I mean, there's a lot going on that I don't think the higher ups in mace would want to see. But the back, you know, it's a party at the back, really. Um <laughs> So I picked up two beers. First, the well, I'm only drinking one of them tonight, but the one of them is Hope Dublin Porter Seasonal Brew. Hmm. So uh, I assumed that the seasonal brew was for the winter time because it's a porter, yeah, but they've got like a little beach scene on the can. And hmm. um, probably, probably a bit of irony there from Hope. Uh, well done, lads. Figured it out. Hey, um, we, we, we can always hope for a sunny winter. Yeah, yeah. Um, why you would. First taste was revolting. Um, <laughs> truly, truly horrible. Um, but I had a second taste, and maybe that was just my taste buds kind of warming up. Um, it tastes like a porter. It's got that, like, I don't know, sometimes I need to be in the mood for a porter, I think, is, is what I know about myself. It's like, sometimes I'm into that really, like, gnarly industrial dank taste of a porter yeah. and sometimes i'm not and today evidently i'm not this is fine standard porter but uh yeah yeah i mean hope we're the first beer company ever to send us beer and then we probably took a big shit on them from a great height so you know they've they 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 had a quite cool reception to us anytime we've met them after that so th you know what though um let's lean into it fuck them Fuck them. <laughs> yeah. I do More feel like, like no hope brewery, am I right? Because your yeah. beer is shite. <laughs> I do I do feel like we give like for that reason, like they were the first people to give us free shit. We have given them every chance. Yeah, we have. Shit, we yeah. have. It's um look, it's not our fault that they're terrible. Okay. It's uh, it really is. Um, I've had I've had hope beers that I've liked. Uh, that I'm, I'm only teasing. But it is an observation that like at a certain point, like once you've soured someone on you, and I doubt they think about us very much anymore, uh, it's kind of they'll tell you everything's fine, but it's not. Like, yeah, not, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. Mm. You know, so it's better to lean into it, better to make an enemy of them and kill them. You know, I think uh, is, is, is it's between us thing. and hope at this stage, really. I've always thought so. Uh, it was always going to come down to this. I know, Gavin, you were a bit Chamberlain-esque. You came back mm. with your bit of paper, peace in our time, all this business, you know, which is fine if you were living in a uh, Pax Britannica, post-Napoleonic, pre-First World War global scene. Uh, you, I think that's, that's, that's what you thing. said at the time, Manus. That's exactly what you said. I at the said time. exactly <laughs> <laughs> Little did I know how, how wrong I was. You I, know? I, I think what he I think what he means, Gab, is if you were living in a fucking fantasy man. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Did you ever look, think that this would end with bare knuckle combat between us and them? Look, when you look, it, well, it's the difference between Bismarck and the Kaiser, right? I mean, when you came away with the treaty from Bismarck, it was hard earned, but you you could put it in the bank for ten years, and then he would invade you again. But you know, Thomas, this is word for word what you said. <laughs> <at the time. laughs> what the hell? Yeah, it's true. I, st- I I've said this about everything. Um, it, it's. <laughs> A stop clock is right once a day, um, because in this case, in this day, the stop clock is a 24-hour clock, so it's only right once in the day. <laughs> that's 21.56. That's the, that's the time everyone stops their clocks at, because uh, that's when the First World War ended, on the 21st minute of the 56th month in the 12th. <laughs> I mean, I can't remember how that worked. You're supposed to be remembering it, but I can't remember Remember, remember the the twenty sixth month in June or something like that. Yeah, there's something. yeah something something like that. You know. Yeah, it's it, history will record. What are we supposed to do? Remember this stuff? Like honestly, what are they I don't know. I, I don't know why we are. Okay, I honestly don't think we should be. Um, and 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 ultimately, like it's, nine, it's I I remember now. It's nine eleven. Never forget. Never forget nine oh, eleven. Yeah, yeah, I didn't write. Yeah. When the when the plane crashed into the Boston Marathon and we all had to remain Boston strong, I remember that well. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. See, the thing is, you're trying to remember, but the real trick is to have not forgotten in the first place. Yeah, yeah. But you did, but to forget about nine eleven, forget the details, because when you're going to go and want to invade a country and blame nine eleven on that, you're not going to want to remember too much about who was involved. Unless you're gonna know. <laughs> you know? That would be inconvenient, honest. Like, yeah, we all know the, that would be inconvenient. Just, just remember the vowels in the country name. <laughs> yeah. That's kind of near where one of the guys might be at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 I, it, 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 um, what's that Saudi Arabia-ish country where they were all for Iraq, that one. Uh, we need to get, <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> Pakistan kind of sounds like Iran, has most of the same letters as Iraq. Qatar has a lot of oil too. I don't know. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah, yeah. Let's just we're, throw a dart. See where we're gonna have to, We're gonna have to bomb Afghanistan back to the Stone Age if Pakistan's gonna learn its lesson about sheltering Bin Laden all those years. I don't know who this Afghan fella is, but his stands are crazy. <laughs> There it is. There's the joke. And you, whoever could possibly be still listening to this, you're starting to get, if you didn't get already, this is what any writer's room we ever did was. And we get a joke like that and we go, and the rest writes itself. (laughs) And then we'd let it. We'd let it. We'd go for pints and figure that's done. (laughs) I am drinking a Stiegel Fry Beer. Uh, I bought this um, down at the Kanye West shop, and he actually had it relabeled Arbite Mac Fry Beer, which is weird, but it's what he did. Um, this is, I didn't get, didn't get a huge laugh from that one. Um, I, I, I think it would have no, worked better written down. Yeah, probably, it, 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 probably, it, probably, it probably would have. And Gav didn't laugh because he didn't think it was a joke. He was like, yeah, go Kanye. Great guy. Yeah. Uh, which is, um. So I, I went for this as opposed to my usual Erdinger uh, because it was there and new. And I would have to say this is probably nicer, but I don't like it as much. 
Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I love things like that. I yeah. love things like that. <laughs> <laughs> like, when, I, when you describe what the Erdinger beer is, it isn't nice at all. Mm. But I don't know, it's just got in on me. It's like, uh, like my father prefers tinned vegetables to fresh ones because it's just... It's just what he's used to, you it's know. It's just yeah, what he's yeah. used to. I mean, they're worse. They're objectively worse. But yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> like, oh, there's yeah, too much like, crunch in it. Broccoli. <laughs> <laughs> I'll stick it in a can for a few months and come back to me. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I feel like I, we all have that about different foods, but we're not willing to admit it. Like, is Heinz ketchup the best ketchup in the world? Objectively, absolutely not. It'd be amazing if it was. Is it the best ketchup in the world? Yes. Yes, it is. (laughs) Because it's what we all think ketchup tastes like. I had a fancy ketchup a few weeks ago, and I poured it out, and it was like, oh, no, this tastes like tomato soup. And I had a thought in my head, it was like, oh, so it tastes like tomatoes. It tastes like tomatoes. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so my one thing ketchup it. doesn't taste like at all is tomatoes. Yeah. yeah. I hate tomatoes, but boy, do I love ketchup. Yeah. yeah. My it, mom once made homemade ketchup with some tomatoes she had grown herself, and I was like, this is lovely, and get it away I from get it. This does, how does one pass the <laughs> How does one dip a chicken dipper in this? I don't even understand how, how this works on a potato waffle. They're, waffle, they're waffly versatile, but this is pushing it, Mom. <laughs> you know, so yeah, I don't know. This is, I actually, there are like discernible beer flavors in this. It's a better beer than Erdinger, and I won't be buying it again. <laughs> yes. uh, so, you know, what are you going to do? Um, it does it does allow me to produce a lot of gas the next day, which uh, Erdinger also does, which is good. Um, you do hmm. want you want to know even though it didn't make you drunk you do want to know you had something last night yeah you, know? yeah, you do absolutely <laughs> there is actually you know you, you're hungover and you have like your beer farts and all that and it's like man you know objectively if this was all that was wrong it might be okay if i didn't you don't have to do anything just yeah <laughs> okay, you don't want to now granted i have to go into the office on wednesday i won't be having a bunch of non-alcoholic beers on tuesday because i can't be that guy I'm already happy dis- that no. Already like, disagreeable enough. Like <laughs> Manus, what you need to do is have some sort of stomach illness or just say you have it. You get to go to the bathroom as many times as you want. I go <laughs> ten times a day. <laughs> like thank Wait, you, Kaleidos. In, in what world do you not get to go to the bathroom whenever no, you want? You do, you, no, you do I mean, no, I mean, obviously. Just I mean, obviously, I obviously, I get the special clock. Yeah. The time when I go, <laughs> so that my boss knows to dock that from my pay, Jack. Duh. Yeah, obviously, <laughs> but, you know. Um, and in the public service, they don't dock your bathroom time for your pay. But when you look at your paycheck, it does feel like they do. Because... <laughs> <laughs> Like object, I, like I'm paid very little, but I am also objectively overpaid for what I do. <laughs> like, yeah, like, yeah, I'm both very cheap and bad value. Oh yeah, <laughs> you could like you know you know in The Simpsons when Homer gets the chicken to like go in and do his job, that would be overkill. You could get the brick uh, that just hangs on the lever to do my job mostly. A lot of my job is just being there. Yeah, that's the civil service, baby. 
And I do feel like many of us are there for some future time when so a minister might do something wrong and they've got to be like, okay, we need to promote and really quickly fire one of you. Who's up for it? <laughs> <laughs> they got caught doing that thing that they all do and really need a sacrificial lamb, but we're not going to sack anyone important, which is good. So we can do anyone in the civil service thing. But what, <laughs> what we mostly need to do is make sure it doesn't fall on our shoulders. So, yeah, who's up for it? Like, yeah, I, I I assume both of you are familiar with the concept of bullshit jobs. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. David Crater, isn't it, or something? Yeah, yeah, Crater? yeah. Which is like, I'm yeah. actually not familiar with it. No. Oh. The yeah, Madison, you'll probably be able to explain it better than me, as I've only read articles on it. I think he has an actual book, but uh, the concept is like, there's probably more jobs out there like there's more there's more people out there than there are like jobs that need to be done so we have created what are known as bullshit jobs jobs where people just need to show up the kind of like if i don't do it it's perfectly fine no way if it doesn't happen it's perfectly fine but if i don't do it i get in big trouble yeah. <laughs> you know a lot of jobs fall into the category of bullshit jobs you know yeah. where like you're not doing that much he had a load of them and it's like not always the jobs you think but there was like stuff like well this legal office has a legal secretary that sits at the front desk because that's what legal office law offices have they don't do anything you know yeah like, yeah yeah um, <laughs> and it was it was a lot of the book was testimonies from people who were like yeah i did if i didn't do my job nothing nothing discernible <laughs> would change in the way and the way you know that is because i basically don't do my job and nothing, <laughs> and nothing has gone catastrophically wrong you know like, there can only be a no there can only be a certain number of kind of doctors teachers nurses you know people with yeah. actual useful tangible jobs that are helping people you know <laughs> But there's lots of, but like people feel certain people feel a lot more comfortable. Like managers feel a lot more comfortable if they've got a lot of people to manage. So they're like, yeah, yeah, they'll yeah. fight tooth and nail to hang on to their staff, and like not really need them. You know? Yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, like we've all had like, comes, well, and then they will fight tooth and nail to get rid of them. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Jack, maybe you haven't because I know you're you worked in like consulting and then you worked in a start. But like, Manus, you've definitely in the civil service like worked under managers who essentially they don't enjoy being a manager they just have to enjoy having a lot of people working for them like they enjoy having their little fiefdom where they're the king and they get to decide the rules oh yeah being in a big company now for the first time i absolutely know exactly what the fuck you mean yeah yeah, yeah. doesn't matter it doesn't matter what gets done doesn't matter how much they enjoy their jobs but there's oh i've got 40 people reporting up to me makes me feel like a big fucking man you know yeah, and, then <laughs> like, they get to, and they get to <laughs> swagger around like even on even on our, our like internal forms for like when you're applying for changes and stuff and there's no form in the world that doesn't have like and how many staff report to you on it yeah. like because it's it's a big dick measure like like even when i was a clerical officer i would get like forms with that on it and like you know it's none you know it's none why are you asking yeah. <laughs> other than to remind me yeah exactly none I have ten, yeah. and it's known for you. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. the true the true biggest dick people in the office, the people who are actually slinging hog, are like, I don't want a hundred people under me. I want the best four people you got. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, that's, yeah, that's what that's talk. what the, that's what the clever and like people who are actually doing shit like want, but like. There aren't that many people around, you know, a lot of the people are just like, I want to pr be promoted up the ranks. 
both so I can have a bigger salary, but also so that I can have more people to be in my little kingdom. <laughs> I mean, of course, and that's what you were what stumbling across there, Jack, and you'll, you'll have started to see it now. It's like the difference between either a startup, yeah, basically a startup and a, and a bigger company is the difference between a monarchy and a bureaucracy, where it's like, you know, all, all, like all startups are, are monarchies until they're not. Right, like until they until they accumulate the trappings of the court, you know, um, and, and all you know, <laughs> the silk the, the the silk slipper is going up. Yeah, yeah. The manager <laughs> the manager decides that you know he really does need a groom of the stool uh, to accompany him to the bathroom. You know, all that stuff, and it makes perfect sense. No, I give. Um, I think bullshit job started as just an article by Graeber, and there is a book. Um, which I will use the term I read, but I had the audiobook of it. Um, yeah. Which, like, because, but for some reason, if you say you read it, like on paper, people are like, ah. And we have oh, whoa. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas the audiobook doesn't. <clears throat> no, yeah. Right? Yeah. Let's talk about that next. Like, it, like yeah. people not thinking audiobooks <clears throat> is reading, even though it, you know, it's the same thing. Your mind yeah. is still like operating via the same process i don't know no of course like i mean i i can see that there like there's it's there's likely differences there's likely trade-offs one way or the other it's not clear to me that one is better than the other what is clear to me is that far more people can can listen than can read at that level yeah and so therefore there's a certain level of but I put a lot of effort into being able to do the other thing and everyone yeah, could yeah. do that. And now they're all able to. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There is a yeah, huge part of that. Yeah, gatekeeping the kind of democratization of information is a real fucking shit move, you know? <laughs> it absolutely is. And, and which is more, you really start to you really start to drill down to it, and there's like and it's the fucking same arguments all throughout history all the time. But like this, where it's like, you need a certain amount of leisure time to read a book. Um, mm. Whereas, and so you're sort of flexing by being like, well, I can sit here in my library or wherever on the bus, whatever. I'm, I'm aware that like you don't need a palatial library to read a book, but you need a certain amount of leisure time to do it. Whereas a forklift driver can be like doing his monotonous eight hours a day and instead of just turning his brain to mush can be lis listening to fucking Dostoevsky. Like, you know, mm. um, none of the forklift drivers I've ever met did that and they'd punch me if I suggested it. But the point <laughs> is... But the point is they can. They can if they want. <laughs> and do not, do not for the love of God ask me to name any Dostoevsky because I'll accidentally start saying Chekhov stuff and yeah, I'll seem like a real asshole. Tolstoy. Yeah. Tolstoy, that's the one, yeah. <laughs> Any sort of Russian sounding, I might not even get a, a, an author. Like I'll, I'll probably like Tchaikovsky, he's the guy. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He did the ballet oh, with the you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that's that's a problem. So don't don't start giving, don't start approaching forklift drivers and saying, you're a world beast. Because yeah. don't approach anyone. Yeah, yeah, you've got time, you know. You don't have to sit there mindlessly thinking about football and birds. All right, okay. Life is not page three. Bang! <laughs> At that point, you realize that in that world, life is page three and you're a loser. 
yeah. And also, yeah. I, think if you, I think if you look deep enough at any of the great Russian storytellers, it does kind of boil down to, and in the end, don't we all just want football and birds? <laughs> and, in the, and in the end, she had class tits. Like, <laughs> every, every intellectual who ever wrote a book is ultimately compensating for the fact that they weren't the best at football or tits. <laughs> <laughs> And they yeah. go like, oh, the, the opium of the masses is both religion and sports and all that. It's like, so how did you get on at sports, Karl Marx? Yeah, uh, to be honest with you, I wasn't really that interested <laughs> in sports. They're kind of perpetuating yeah. the class structure, which I feel if we... <laughs> yeah. So uh, you wrote the pine a lot, did you, Karl? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The- and yeah, I think like oh, the opening of the mass is like oh, page three, blah, blah. like I mean, if you talk about like John Donne, James Joyce, yeah. when like dirt birds, oh, the lot. Of our time. dirt yeah. birds, the lot, like ready to be fucking getting down and dirty, you know, like if like if Joyce was alive from ninety five to ninety seven, he'd be an editor of nuts, you know. <laughs> <laughs> And frankly, they'd be pulling him in every couple of weeks and being like, seriously, the farts again? <laughs> we it's talked like, about this. Yeah. That was you funny. You can't couple- say that you want to sniff Abby Titmus's farts again. You can't. You just we can't, James. Look, everybody does. <laughs> <laughs> was that her real name, now that I think of it? Or were they just like, well... Titmus, or like 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 Christmas for tits, or was that her name? <laughs> I've never met another Titmus, to be honest. Um, I. Um, it it I, seems somewhat too. It's like it's honestly it's it's almost too porny that like it has to be real. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, like okay. Yeah, Abigail Evelyn Titmus, okay. born eighth of February, nineteen seventy six is an English yeah. actress, television personality, and poker player. She's a former glamour model and nurse. She's a poker player. Yeah. She won the World Series of Poker. Well, she plays, there's one game she plays, and it's Dan Bilzerian's game, and they both um, they both play each other to a draw each time, and then Dan <laughs> gets to launder some more of his father's ill-gotten money. Uh, it's, <laughs> you know, it, 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 it's a win-win situation. Abby Titmus big boobs, sports, football, fighting a forklift driver. They're not like the toughest in the warehouse. Obviously, the toughest guys in the warehouse are the werewolves, but that's, uh, you know. (laughs) (laughs) And you don't want to be around the warehouse around the full moon because it turns into a a real house. (laughs) It turns into a real house. It increases its value a lot at the full moon. Uh, um, yeah, I think uh, so. What I'm saying is, audiobooks gives you more time for looking at Nuts magazine. <laughs> <laughs> looking at Nuts and listening to Dostoevsky. That's me. That's there is a certain yeah. That's like the that's the way to do things. I think like you know. Like, oh, I'm like still... listening to nuts and looking at those <laughs> No, 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 no. <laughs> that is a fool's errand. Yeah, no, it is. <laughs> I don't know which gives you the bigger boner, but I will tell you which makes you look like the bigger nerd. And I'll tell you, you'd rather. I mean, who would you rather hang out with? I mean, the, the editors of Nuts magazine or Dostoevsky himself? 
you know, they're they're all dead, obviously. They're so all dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. First, um, they're, they're the first guys that Bill Gates killed with his deadly vaccine when COVID came out with the editors of Nuts Magazine because he was like, see? <laughs> they were too powerful. They were too powerful. They were getting too powerful. That was the problem. The misinformation was was coming out from there. It was too much. It was, it was whatever it was. Um so you know, uh, there's no 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 significant updates from uh, the World Cup in Qatar. It is crazy uh, that at the in the in the game on Wednesday that they unfurled the Osama bin Laden banner. That was uh, that was not something I was expecting. It wasn't. Uh, no, no. Like I, it's, I find it quite quite respectful that they waited for the USA to leave the World Cup before doing that. You know, when I, you put you, it like you know, that, yeah. When you put it like, Very if they had important. done it in the group stages, it'd be like, that's a slap in the face. That it is just a slap, a slap in the face, face too, you know. No, it is, it is. And it was just, look, if they're going, and I'll tell you what, they weren't just going to threaten to unfurl that banner and then not do it when they were threatened with a yellow card. Unlike, unlike <laughs> Harry Kane, who was like, I'm going to support everyone. I'm going to wear my LGBT armband unless there's any consequences at all for me, in which case I'll immediately fold. <laughs> oh, there were consequences. Yep. Woo! Throw! Yeah, off it comes. Yeah, yeah. Give, give me the, give me the. I'm a racist band, please. You mean <laughs> I get to give someone else the yellow card? Do I get a couple of freebies this way? I'd certainly hate to get a yellow card. You know that thing that footballers sometimes get because they take their shirt off. You know, yeah, cele- yeah, ce- yeah, yeah. celebrating a goal or whatever, and don't even really seem to mind when it happens. <laughs> When they said they weren't wearing them, I was like, uh, I was thinking, oh, what fucking sad. Were they going to kick them out of the World Cup or what? Like, they were going to get a yellow card. Oh, my God. <laughs> well, Harry, that's... Oh, one's got three of those, you know, in one game. <laughs> I, did, I did enjoy the little clip of the, I want to say, Senegal? No, Cameroon, maybe? The guy who scored a goal at the end was already oh, on the yellow card. Yeah. Took his shirt off and the referee was like, my man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, he didn't give a shit. He was like, ah, yeah. Get out of here, you little scamp. <laughs> you did a great job. It's it's been exactly long enough for me to mention again that I, I'm the only person I ever know I, I've ever known who got a yellow card in a match once for puking. <laughs> <laughs> did you do it in a scrum? <laughs> no, it was a soccer match. What? I was playing a match for the Mighty Mighty Hot Press. Uh, I, oh, I, yeah. We were out in the A, the AUL or whatever, the Athletic Union thing out in, near the airport or whatever. And yeah, we were playing and I, I was only supposed to be a sub. So I'd obviously been in the pub the night before as if I wouldn't have done that if I was supposed to be starting. But anyway, the, <laughs> when they arrived me and said, can you, show, can you play? I was like, yeah, I mean, I'm pretty drunk right now. What time is the match? Like, it's at 11. You only have to be on the bench. I was like, yeah, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. I kept drinking. kept drinking. Uh, but look, <laughs> the next day, uh, the, the Stoke Mobile came to collect me uh, from the gap. Um, and uh, when I, they were like, oh, yeah, by the way, like a bunch of you guys didn't show up. So you're going to have to start right back. Um, uh, so, <laughs> <laughs> about 10 minutes into that, and it was like, just walked over to the side of the pitch, vomited profusely. Came back, the referee says, You can't do that. Show me the, the rule. <laughs> he said, You left the pitch without my permission. I said, No, I didn't. No, I didn't. I puked. I, I was still on the pitch. I puked off the pitch out of a courtesy. Yeah. 
Uh, the courtesy, sir. And uh, yeah, so I probably would have preferred to get a red card at that point. Well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Would have been the end of your misery. The end of my of my misery, but uh, as it was, although I don't know at that point, sitting out there and watching hot press play with ten men <laughs> is that is that any worse than having to puke every now and again while you're playing? You know, I don't, I don't know. <laughs> and the, the the thing about that was was like there wasn't. I didn't work for hot press. I was a ringer. I wasn't supposed to be on the team. I was someone who they went like, we need to get some players. You know, we need to get some guys who could play to like sneak. And, and, by, that, and by that, they didn't mean like play well. They just no. mean who will show up. <laughs> we need who some players. We, you know, we need guys who can, if you know what I mean, play football. Be there, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I'm always thinking of. It's like, what are you, what, given that, like, it would make sense if I worked there and I was just in the office and they were like, here you come. But it's like, you've gone out of your way to go, go get someone else. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You've got to know people. Get Bono. He's going to give you an award later. At the fucking... Oh, no. <laughs> Bono's giving me an award later. Bono's giving me a meteor award. <laughs> Meet your horrible. Uh, no, my, face. Oh, my face. Oh, first, <laughs> first prize is a is a is a is a meteor award. Second prize is two meteor awards. You know, it's fucking. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, my face! Bono's giving me your award. Like, if it wasn't, if it wasn't no fun, I would have like it would have been worth continue, like playing for them for them for more than a few months just for the accumulated stories, but it really was that little fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Even though when I was in the middle of it, I was like, this is really funny. It wasn't funny, you know? <laughs> it's like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can know, yeah. I, I, like Ricky's trip to Malaysia, he had to go through so much suffering for like five excellent stories, you know? Like... Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, it's the, it's the kind of thing that it's really worth him doing all that suffering for me. Yeah. Yeah. yeah if that had happened to <laughs> me, Matt, not it would have been so dopey that I just like wouldn't have remembered any of the stories, would have played for way longer, would have been like, yeah, that was an okay time, I suppose. <laughs> Whereas like someone who can like recognize a bad situation and be like, well, at least it's funny. At least it's funny. Yeah. It's like, okay, there's a copy editor getting in a fist fight with the bass player from An Emotional Fish. I'm sure that. <laughs> I'm, sh I'm sure there's going to be a way to make a joke out of this, but I don't know. Oh, it's already a joke. Okay. He <laughs> sounds like a Paddy Englishman, Paddy Irish. <laughs> we need to assemble the best team of footballers we can with the following limitations. <laughs> Limitation one, all three Stokeses must play all the time. Okay, well, this is going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. You could have fucking messy after that and you'd still struggle. Limitation two. I'm not learning to meet any new people. We need to have these to be people we already know. <laughs> All right then. So it's gonna be a lot of uh, it's gonna be Stokes's soy boy musicians and so and and soy boy rugby players, let's be honest. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> You know, and then send them off to the worst league in in the Athletic Union League. I think we were there's like six or seven divisions in it, and we were in either the sixth or seventh division <laughs> yeah. of, of the Athletic Union League. 
Um, and you know what they say about those uh, those games? They're the ones that matter. You know, really. Yeah. It's grassroots yeah. football that it's really about. Not the, the they ones, say yeah. that the, the ones where no one's watching, the yeah. ones where like no one cares. Those are the ones that matter. The grassroots, you know, they the really grassroots. have. It's the grassroots that's important. They say that while being at the World Cup and it being so obvious that that's the one that matters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) If this one mattered, Qatar would be dying to sponsor the half-press team. Um, I I have not watched that much of the World Cup, but I did watch games on Sunday when I was over at my parents' house. And Dara Maloney is really stretching the phrase the atmosphere here is electric oh god i heard him, <laughs> I heard him say it in a pretty like he was chatting pitch side with ronnie whelan at one point and he's like i mean like obviously you can you can tell the atmosphere here is electric there was an empty stadium behind him we can see it dara you don't need to sell us a lot like sell us a lie in commentary don't do it an hour before the game starts when there's no one there. <laughs> we were watching Senegal versus England last night. And it was, I don't think it was, maybe it was Darren Maloney and Ronnie Whelan. I can't, I can't remember who the, who the, the, the Ronnie Whelan was doing color. I don't know who was doing play by play. And like Senegal, they have the, the like their, their crowd are amazing. They have like these drummers who are actually quite for football fans anyway, good at drumming and they all dance yeah. in unison and they done it and it's amazing. And at the start of it, they're like, oh God, it's it's just it's just a great atmosphere, isn't it? Oh, you know, you have to say, wouldn't you say no? Oh, they're brilliant. I ah, know they are brilliant. Yeah, yeah. Look at them there dancing away and they're not getting disheartened at all. And then by about the 80th minute, they're 3-0 down and uh commentator A turns to commentator B and goes, I wonder though what you would say if they were Staying in the hotel room next to yours, for example, doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Probably wouldn't feel that way about it, you know. <laughs> I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, just as you're thinking, like, they must be getting really fucking tired. They're really obviously getting tired, you know. <laughs> it's yeah, like... yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, and I th- they do look really cool. But I wonder if that's our cultural blinders going on because imagine for a moment without even looking at them, the people who follow England around and bring like their trumpets with them, the England band, you know, they go to the stand, they blow the horns and they do that all day. every. Like, do you imagine a cool person when you're thinking about that person? Absolutely not. One Absolutely of the, not. A big Roy Cropper-esque nerd, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I want. I wonder is like because we just don't have any frame of reference, and we think, wow, look at, like, like when set- French rugby rugby fans bring their like brass bands and yeah. they play songs. Like I'm like that is so fucking slick. But like a French person could kind of do anything, and I yeah, think a, yeah. a French it's, an English person could like pass card. Yeah, yeah, they've got yeah exactly. An English person would honestly have to jump from the moon to the earth and land in a superhero pose for me to think. I thought English person's not too bad. Not too yeah, bad. Yeah. Pretty all right, yeah. But that's what I'm wondering, is that our cultural blinders on? Like, are the French people going, oh, le for fuck's sake, le wankers, <laughs> you know? <laughs> le for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what they say. <laughs> you know how we say the for fuck's sake? <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> it's true. <laughs> I can't think of any fault in my argument there. <laughs> Screw you, Babelfish. We've got this. <laughs> We've got this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where is the uh, pub? <laughs> uh, oh, don't le, be rude, man. Where's the pub? The point A. Le Please, oh. I don't know. <laughs> I'm done. I don't have anything else. Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. What the, uh, you want to you hear about how this fucking beer is? Yeah, we do. We do. It's, gr- it's a grower. It's a grower. It started off real gross. And then I got into the kind of, yeah, the sort of chocolateiness, the sort of sweeter notes. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a nice porter. It's uh, been very settling on this wintry Monday Eve. Mm. Um, I think, uh, yeah, this is, this is actually a good beer, I hope. And maybe my taste buds just weren't ready for it. I'm going to give this a 7.5. And I might get it again because, and, and you know, in anticipation of a better time um, because maybe I just wasn't ready for it but this is a, a 7.5 for the moment what is the alcohol by volume on that 7 fiber? it's 6 6 percent 6 so we, you know it's not it's not um, it's not crazy it's not crazy yeah probably enough to knock it up like a point from a 6.5 but listen <laughs> I've really acquired a taste for this mood altering drug yeah, it's funny. It's funny how that goes. Yeah, that's the problem with the alcohol-free ones. Is it's as nice as it's gonna get right at the start. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. you better like the friends you're hanging out with because they're not getting any more interesting the more of them you drink. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Lucky for me, I've got you guys. So it's a ten. Yay! Yeah. It's a ten. I mean, obviously, don't buy this beer, but it, you know, I was trying to say. Nice yeah. <laughs> I mean, I yeah, your your rating being on the final countdown, which is a ten for me too. Uh, yeah, but unfortunately, it's, I have a beer to rate. Yeah, and it's unfortunately, unfortunately, not how the listeners rate listening to it though. It's mm. I mean, it's far more fun yeah. to record than it is to hear. But that's life, you know. And, and that is what people who have been on the podcast <laughs> have said. <laughs> that is, John, you know, it's true. <laughs> Right. Yeah. I see now what you guys get out of it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Jack, you weren't drinking at all. Is that correct? I had a bit of a jippy tummy uh, from mm-hmm. a very, a very, a very bad weekend. So uh, all no, that I get drank. All that. <laughs> no, I did a fifteen-hour drive on Saturday, which was bookended by immediately getting in the door and vomiting immediately. <laughs> I'll do. Where did you drive? It was 15 hours. 15 hour drive. Sorry. Did you do like the circumference of Ireland? Almost. Dublin, Belfast, Newry, Ackle, Dublin. Why? Yeah. Picking up picking up doors for the new gaff. Ah yeah. Okay. You'd have been picker picking quicker picking up the doors. Oh, that's very good. Yeah, left the house at 9 a.m., home at midnight. That's a lot of driving. It that's would make a, you. Yeah. But I'm glad you don't have the tarps anymore, that you can just put doors up, which is good. Yeah, it's great. Like, hopefully yeah. it means less robbing. Uh, for oh, some yeah. for some of you, much less robbing. For, for me, much. Much, much, <laughs> much more. 
it will it will take some of the magic out and not having those bead curtains between everything you know and... it certainly made made being in the house a much less sonically interesting experience yeah yeah no, it's 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 good. Good. Hurry right for the doors. Um, really, only leaves us one thing to cheers to for uh, this week, and I think I speak for all of us when I say um, to the doors. You know, to the doors. To the doors. And cut. Good enough. Splice in some reaction shots of me and shove it on the air. <laughs>